Swami, hey, please accept Hari. my humble obeisances. Hari, Hari. Where's the Prabhupada? <laughs> Jai Shiva Prabhupada. Somehow, Saravatma, you somehow don't look like Divya Dasi. It's, it's just uh, you don't have the eyes to see it. Premanjana Chrita Bhakti Vilochanina. I see. I, I knew there was, I knew it was something. If, if you love me, you would see me as I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh. My computer is the, uh, the operating system is DOS and it has a hand crank on the side. So I have to use my wife's computer. Uh -huh. that, that, that's why. <laughs> well, at least it's a hand crank and not a foot pedal. It, it actually smokes when you, <laughs> when you turn it on. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bird bare-chested Armenian guy sitting on a, a stationary bike right outside trying to uh, <laughs> give some electricity to it. <laughs> Sometimes it slows down for some reason. Uh, indeed. <laughs> well, for those who are not familiar with Krishna Kshetra Maharaj, he joined many centuries ago uh, yeah, he's he's very he's very old, very very old. Oh yeah, dinosaur, dinosaur. Yeah, yes, yeah. He was he was an adult when the Kumaras were around. <laughs> uh, he actually uh, performed an incredible service for Srila Prabhupada and the movement. He um, he was a brahmachari from who knows how long, 40 years maybe, and then took sannyas. I was there in uh, Goloka Dam, Germany, uh, has uh, a lot of very nice disciples that I, I met quite a few of them. He used to, how could he say, is there a synonym for smuggle? <laughs> he used to <laughs> smuggle books into East Germany when uh, it was at the risk of one's own life. Uh, he has since pursued a career in academia just to teach Krishna consciousness, not the death man's curve, as some might have experienced. That, uh, <laughs> Dead he had, man's curve. <laughs> yes. He, he came back with renewed vigor and enthusiasm and has written uh, numerous books, He's written papers, attended conferences, and convinced quite a few people about the maturity and validity, uh, both scientific and academic, of Krishna consciousness. So he's going to talk to us today. Um, I think you're going to hit on the verse and then wonder about in your, in your own uh let's say, uh, social, historical, philosophical pasture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, social pasture. Pasture, pasture, pasture. A social pasture. Sounds good. Philosophical pasture. Uh, yes. 
we may end up out on the pasture. Well, we're farmers. We're farmers. We're used to this. One or another pasture, we may end up. <laughs> That's the the soapbox, the forum, the mic is yours. Okay. So let's chant some pranati, shall we? Oma jnana timarandasya Jnananjana shalakaya Chakshurun militam yena tasmai shigurave nama Shri Chaitanya mano bishtam Stabhitam yena bhutale Svayam rupa kadamahyam Dadati svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatang Vitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishagan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vancha Kalpatarubhyas Chakripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namona Hey Krishna, Karuna Sindhu, Dinabandhu, Jagatpate, Gopesha, Gopika, Kantaradha, Kanta, Namostute, Tapta, Kanchana, Gorangi, Radhe, Vrindavaneshwari, Rishabhanu, Sute, Devi, Pranamami, Hari Priye, Jai Shri Krishna, Chaitanya, Prabhunityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Gora Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare As I understand, we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, I don't remember. Do you show the verse? Or do I take it from my source? Uh, we don't. You just read the verse. Okay. I will then have to... What will I have to do? I'll have to shift over here. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarottamam Deving Saratsvating Vyasam Tato Jayamudirai Nashta Prayeshva Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 
Canto 4, chapter 25, verse number 50. Uh, this is continuing Narada Muni's discussion with uh, the king Prachina Barhishat, sometimes called Prachina Barhi, um, in which he's describing in an extended allegory. I would say within uh, an analogy, within an allegory. In any case, he's uh, talking about uh, the different gates of the body, uh, gates of the city body, uh, and um, and I should perhaps say, or maybe not, where I'm speaking from. Uh, I'm speaking from outside Oxford on a rather cold, drizzly Sunday, May 1st, midday. So the verse goes like this, Pitrihur nripapur yadvar dakshine napuranjana rashtrang dakshina panchalam yati shutadaranvita Trihu of the name Pitrihu, Nripa, O king, Purya of the city, Dvaha, gate, Dakshinena on the southern side, Puranjana, king Puranjana, Rashtram, country, Dakshina, southern, Panchalam, of the name Panchala, Yati, used to go Shuta Dara Anvitaha along with his friend Shuta Dara. The southern gate of the city was known as Pitrihu. <laughs> and through that gate, King Puranjana used to visit the city named Dakshinapanchala, accompanied by his friend Shuta Dara. Short purport by Srila Prabhupada, the right ear is used for karma kandiya or fruitive activities. As long as one is attached to the enjoyment of material resources, he hears from the right ear and uses the five senses to elevate himself to the higher planetary systems like Pitriloka. Consequently, the right ear is here described as the Pitrihu gate. Pitrihu. So you can surprise all your friends and neighbors by telling them that uh, the way to heaven is through the Pitrihu gate. Uh, if you want to make them wonder if you're okay or not, um, but you can say you're simply quoting from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Mukam karotu vachalam, pangum langayate girim, yad kripa, tamaham vande shigurum dinataranam. Narada, in his usual role, 
uh, of teaching bhakti yoga, Krishna consciousness, is speaking to a king with the intention of drawing him away from his preoccupations, his material preoccupations, uh, in particular, his violence, his mm, killing of animals in sacrifice, uh, <clears throat> which the king is doing, thinking that he is being very pious. Excuse me. And for this purpose, he is uh, giving this extended uh, allegory of, of King Puranjan in his city, uh, his, we might want to say, citadel of <clears throat> uh, what represents the, the body, the physical body. King Puranjana is every man, he represents all of us, every man, every woman, uh, and uh, his situation represents the situation of all of us in our material bodies, and specifically in this part, uh, this section, uh, describing the city as having nine gates, mm, taking the body as mm, having gates, uh, which we, uh, <laughs> which give us access uh, to the external world, and we might say which put us in a condition of duality because we have a sense of inside and outside of our bodies, uh, and we have the sense of going out. Actually, this notion of uh, the, the king exiting from the various uh, gates is interesting from a mm, traditional uh, Indian, perhaps it's especially the Nyaya tradition, I'm not 100% sure, but traditional Indian uh, epistemology, Actually, I think Jiva, Srila Jiva Goswami uh, may refer to this. There's the idea that the senses are not simply receiving impression, but that, for example, the, uh, the seeing activity is a kind of going out from the eyes to the object that we see and coming back. Um, that's quite different from our Western ideas of perception. Mm. And it suggests a kind of active in involvement, uh, more than a passive, in uh, a passive reception. But in any case, uh, it's, as I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, what we're getting is uh, an allegory, and within the allegory, we're getting uh, a kind of extended analogy, the analogy of the city with the body, or body with city, uh, 
extending by speaking of gates uh, and so on. This is one sort of analogy for understanding what bodies are like, physical bodies. Another one we get in Vedic uh, literature, broadly speaking, Vedic, um, also Vedic in the sense of uh, Upanishads. Another analogy is a body as chariot. Uh, and of course, chariots are about moving and transport and about directing. So horses, uh, pulling chariot, uh, driver of chariot, controlling horses with reins. So we get all the different um, principles, uh, the, the body, the mind, the intelligence, the senses, the horses being like the senses, they need to be controlled uh, and to get to the destination. So like that, there's, there's different, uh, different analogies, ways of understanding what is, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, in a sense, difficult to comprehend our physical bodies, what to speak of our mm, subtle bodies. Uh, we have trouble from day one after we're born. Uh, we struggle with our bodies and being quite clueless what to do with them other than to uh, to cry and to mm, to ingest, to take milk from our mothers and so on. And yeah, throughout our, throughout our lives, uh, what do we do with these bodies? We move them around um, the planet. <laughs> we move them around our rooms, our houses. We shuffle them around um, various places and in relation to other bodies and other other beings. Uh, and we we are so much preoccupied just with these bodies, despite the fact that uh, actually we're not these bodies. <laughs> uh, this is the, you know, the, <clears throat> the proverbial monkey wrench in the works. <laughs> or as they say here in England, the spanner in the works. Uh, that Prabhupada uh, spoke out so boldly that we, you are not this body. We are not this body. All right, we're not the body, but we have them, what to do with them. We can uh, engage them in um, so many different ways, but essentially there are two options. One is we can engage them for becoming uh, further tied and bound and strangled uh, by material energy, or we can use them to become uh, free uh, from this entanglement and, can we say instranglement? No, that's a new word. Um, and so what we're getting in the present verse is simply a, a descriptive point that, uh, we don't usually think of one ear having a certain function and the other ear having another function, but uh, 
Narada Muni tells us that's how it is, so who can argue against it? Uh, that the right year is for hearing about, about material life, essentially, about how to get uh, to other places which are also material places. And as will be described in the next verse, which we don't dare to uh, move on to because probably someone is someone else is scheduled to speak on that tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for for that discussion because uh, that will be about uh, the the liberating function of the left ear. Now, I know at this point already somebody's going to be asking, so um, which ear is the proper ear to hear Gayatri in when one is getting Gayatri initiation? Well, if I had to make a choice based on uh, what Narada Muni says, I would say it's the left ear. Um, but... Mm, the sort of common sense side of me says, actually, when you hear in one ear, you're probably also hearing in the other ear, unless uh, you have a way of plugging off one ear and opening the other. Okay, this trivial point having been dealt with, <laughs> maybe we can uh, progress from there. I think one one way to one way to think about the Bhagavatam as a whole is it's uh, an expansion uh, commentary, an expanded commentary on Bhagavad Gita. One can also, I've found, mm, one way of appreciating a kind of structural aspect of the Bhagavatam itself. I've often said that it works like a kind of spiral where you start in canto one and you spiral around through the cantos. Uh, each turn around, you are mm, more or less returning to uh, territory you've already um, encountered in, in earlier portions. But you're not going in circles, you're going in an upward spiral. And this is an, not just an upward spiral, but it's a kind of expanding spiral. And uh, what do I mean by that? What I mean to say is that uh, we, uh, we could look, for example, at uh, the beginning of Canto 2, Mm, where Srila Vyasadeva, sorry, Srila Shukadeva Goswami, uh, essentially begins the Bhagavatam, the first canto being an introduction, a prelude, um, sort of setting the scene. And then Shukadeva Goswami begins Bhagavatam proper with the first chapter of Canto 2. And what does he talk about in the beginning of this chapter? He talks about the materialist mentality. Nidraya hriyate naktam yavayana chavavayaha diva charte hayarajan 
Kutumba Baranina. He tells us what uh, the materialistic um, family person does, uh, spending his his nights uh, in sleeping and uh, sexual intercourse. Uh, Vyavaya means literally sexual intercourse, one of its meanings. Uh, and what does he do during the day? Arte haya, arta i haya. Uh, he's he's busy mm, maintaining maintaining the situation uh, for his uh, safety and enjoyment. And then the next verse elaborates dehapatra. Adi, um, oh, what is it? No, I'm getting things mixed up. He, he tells what uh, the um, materialist does uh, with his situation so that uh, he can think that he's being protected by Atma Shanyeshva Satsvapi, that all of his Soldiers are going to protect him. What are the soldiers? Dehapatya kalatradishu atmashanyeshva asatsvapi. His body, first of all, then uh, his uh, his wife and his children. Atmashanyeshu, uh, the, the soldiers of the self that they're going to protect him. He thinks that's what's going to happen, and at the same time, he sees that it's not going to happen. So essentially, it's telling, Sugadev um, Goswami there is telling uh, a, a story which is the common story of the conditioned souls, the human race in general, and it's a pathetic story. Now, what I wanted, the point I wanted to make is then this short description that Shugadev Goswami is making gets expanded. It'll be expanded by Kapila Dev in the third canto. It'll get expanded further uh, in this uh, section we're reading now, by uh, expanded by Narada. It's essentially the same story, it's the same pathetic story. And it's pathetic, and it's going to get also quite, um, we can say, pathetically humorous. When um, Puranjana meets uh, this unknown or uh, unnamed woman who becomes his queen, uh, Puranjani, she's referred to at one at some time, the, the humor comes when we read that mm, whatever she does, he also does. When she smiles, he smiles. When she sits, he sits. When uh, she walks, he walks. Everything, <laughs> he's, he's the, uh, the perfect, uh, the perfect uh, mirror image of his wife, and this is um, a, a cause for amusement as we read it, 
And this points to uh, the fact that there's a certain, there are different kinds of humor. One of them is laughing at another. And there's another kind of humor, which is laughing with someone. Uh, and it's the laughing at which we are urged to do as we uh, hear the story of Puranjana, the pathetic story of Puranjana. And at the same time, as we laugh at him, we have to turn, we have to hold up the mirror. This is what Narada is suggesting. Hold up the mirror and see uh, how much we are implicated in all of this. All of which is, of course, to urge us to turn our attention and specifically our hearing capacity uh, to better use. And already in Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna talks about this, yadate moha kalilambudhir vyatitarishyati tada gantasi nirvedam shrotavyasya First, he says, um, there's a kind of indifference near Veda, which comes for a person who uh, is practiced in yoga, specifically buddhi yoga. Uh, one becomes indifferent, shrotavya, uh, to what is to be heard. Uh, this is the gerundive form, shrotavya. Shruta. Uh, is what is heard. So anything that's been heard, anything that is to be heard, uh, one becomes indifferent to it. Uh, having come out of the moha kalila, the, the bramble bush uh, of bewilderment, which is mm, this material existence. Uh, and when we come out of the bramble bush of this bewilderment and become indifferent to whatever is heard, whatever might be heard uh, in this material world, then what do we do with our ears, whether the left ear or the right ear? <laughs> well, uh, that's already been told uh, earlier in the previous canto, in the third canto, by uh, Srila Kapiladeva. Mm. When he says satam prasangam, mama virya samvido bhavanti hritkarna rasayana kata, tat joshanat asvapavarga vartmani, shraddha ratir bhaktir anukramishati. Interesting, I find here, we all know this verse uh, about uh, the value of associating uh, with devotees, with sat. With uh, with the good folks, with the spiritual folks, satam prasangan, mama virya samvida, mm, uh, who are um, aware of, who are mm, knowing, knowers of uh, the the virya, the the heroism, uh, the heroism, the, the <clears throat> uh, of the Lord. Mama Samvida, Kapila says, my, my glory, my heroism. Bhavanti Rit Karna Rasayana Kata. 
they're engaged in the kata, which is uh, a, a rasayana, a place of rasa, of nectar, of uh, relishability. Um, for hrits, uh, for the heart and the ears. That's one way of translating. Uh, it would be called a dvanva samasa. Samasa means compound. Dvanva means dual. So it's giving a series. There's hrit, there's the heart, and there's karna, um, the ears. But the way these uh, Sanskrit samasas work is uh, they often give other possibilities. Uh, so this could be an, uh, read in a different way mm. uh, as a tat purusha compound, which means that you could say pritkarna uh, rasayana kata, the um, the the stories, the kata, uh, the speaking, which is a uh, which is relishable for the heart ears, for the ears of the heart. In other words, it's it's more about the listening of the heart rather than the external hearing or listening uh, of our external external or physical ears. Uh, so that's really what uh, devotees are interested in. And then if we jump forward in the Bhagavatam to the example uh, of uh, King Ambarish, he's, he's a prime example of doing this, not just hearing, but all of his other senses, uh, starting with the mind. Savai mana Krishna padara vindayo vachangsi, etc. Right when I want to quote a verse, it slips my mind. Shrutim um, chakarachuta satkato daye is the line that we want as far as hearing goes. Um, his ears, what does he do with his ears? Uh, uh, Achuta satkata, he hears about the satkata of achuta. So that's Ambarish Maharaj. Again, it's a kind of uh, expansion, if you like. Um, we could take this idea of hearing one step further. And uh, this takes us into the 10th canto. And uh, let's see if I have it here. Yes. Uh, this comes to the Rasa Panchadhyaya, the very end of the five chapters describing the Rasa Lila, in which Shukadev Goswami uh, wants to apparently clarify any doubt about the value of hearing Rasa Lila when he says, Vikriditam Rajavadubir idam chavishnu Shradhanvito Nashrinuyat Atavarna Yityaha Bhaktim Parang Bhagavati Pratilabhyakamang Hrit Rogam Ashvapahinot Yachire Nadira. Anyone, this is a, a Palashruti verse, a verse that's telling the fruit, the result. 
of hearing. So he says, anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan will attain the Lord's pure devotional service. Thus, he will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. So then going back uh, to King Prachinavarhishat, we may well want to say this is his problem. Uh, he has a disease of the heart, Ritrogam, which is getting cured uh, with the help of Nardamuni. And uh, then Shukadev Goswami is telling us that Anushrinuyat, hearing, and Varnayet by describing uh, this Leela in particular, uh, the Rasa Leela uh, of Krishna with his eternal gopi associates, can cure, uh, can give us the, this is the medicine that's going to solve uh, the disease of the heart. Right, so that's uh, a quick sketch and a bit of a run over some elements of the Bhagavatam, how the Bhagavatam expands uh, on this subject of what to do with the ears. King Puranjan doesn't seem to know what to do with his ears or his eyes or his nose, his two nostrils, <laughs> and so on. And this is making for a story of uh, somewhat comedic pathos or pathetic comedy um, from which uh, the serious readers of Bhagavatam want to then move on to uh, hearing the glories of the Lord. Hare Krishna, those are a few comments uh, that come to my mind. So perhaps I should stop there and see if there's a further comment from any of you listening. And uh, in case not, we could move on to other pastures as you suggested, Sarvagma. I do have a, um, I have a comment or a, more like a question. I would like to know because you presented, um, you presented the Bhagavatam as a cautionary tale. Uh, so, mm. appa so apparently, uh, the allegory and analogy of King Prachina Barja uh, or Puranjana, the common everyone, every man, is actually our story that we. Mm. We read the Bhagavatam uh, as is somewhat of a something for us to reflect that our life is the pathetic life that gets involved into all sorts of things that are absolutely unnecessary in order to um, get back to our real life. So, is is the Bhagavatam just a cautionary tale expanded and? Uh, commented on for, for us to actually finally get the point. Just like Narada couldn't tell the story directly to 
to Prachina Barisha. That's why he said, Raja, Rajan, you know, once there was a king, oh, king. <laughs> so is the Bhagavad Gita? There was a king, oh, king. <laughs> right. Not right, you, but I can't tell you that. Uh, so yeah. Bhagavad, I'm talking to us in the same way. Uh, wake up, fool. This is you. This is your pathetic life. And uh, poor Markandeya Rishi that had to go through the ocean of devastation at the very end of a Bhagavatam just to figure out that, you know, he wasn't the body. Are, are, we, are we experiencing pretty much every step as, as the Bhagavatam is told? Well, certainly cautionary tale-ness is there in the Bhagavatam. Um, but of course, fortunately, that's not all that the Bhagavatam is. Um, as one as one scholar has written, um, he wrote a book, scholar devotee, I would say. Um, he wrote a book called Tales for the Dying, uh, with a subtitle, The Death Narratives of the Bhagavata Purana. Uh, in which he gives a kind of literary analysis of the Bhagavatam. And yeah, he he's focusing on the death narratives. There's lots of death narratives in the Bhagavatam. And, um, and some of those death narratives are about glorious, heroic, and, yog and yogic, and devotional deaths. And some of them are about pathetic, uh, sad story, unfortunate sorts of deaths. And clearly the ones that are in the second category are meant to evoke in us uh, a feeling, gosh, I don't want to be one of those. Uh, but the, the positive alternative is given also, the glorious deaths. The central one being that of Maharaj Parikshit, um, who suddenly isn't there anymore <laughs> in the twelfth canto? He's he's he takes permission <laughs> from Sugare Goswami, and then he uh, proceeds to exit his body in a yogic sort of way before the uh, the, the snake bird can come, or bef just before the snake bird comes and and bites him. Yeah. So, yeah, both both are there. And then there's one sort of in between. There's the story of Ajamila, right? Um, which is a story of a pathetic death, which becomes glorious. Uh, by no particular qualification of Ajamil, except that he has a son who, ha who happens to have the right name. <laughs> uh, so there's there's some uh, you know something something humorous there as well, uh, sort of despite himself, you know. <laughs> He become he has a glorious death. Um, anyway, but that is hardly fortuitous because he was um, he was a Brahman. He was a devotee before mm. he became yeah. a, 
uh, debauchee. And, and yeah. so we can say that any, any instance where the for good fortune appears as if it was chance or luck is simply remnants of some kind of Sukriti. Yeah. No, that's, that's certainly the case. Yes. He, he was, uh, he was on a long, a long uh, sort of most of his life, lifetime time deviation. And then he gets pulled back at the last minute. And it's explained by Acharyas that the fact that he was calling his son all those years or the few years, his that son was quite young, but he was calling him, you know. So he was he was benefiting uh, all the time he was calling his son Narayan Narayan. Yeah. Indeed. There is a question from Queenie. Please unmute yourself. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for your class. Uh, I have a question. When you were saying that um, when we hear something, it's actually the heart is hearing and not the actual um, function, like not that we hear through the ears, but we actually hear from the heart. And so I wonder if... Um, if we can trust the vibration of the heart, like is there such a thing that when you hear from more advanced devotees, then your heart feel you can feel that vibration in your heart, and, mm. and can can you can we trust that vibration in the heart? Mm. Interesting. Yes, thank you. Um, it's Prabhupada would many times say that just hearing the sound uh, of the devotees, even we don't understand what they say, uh, is beneficial, is is purifying. So, and when I was saying uh, hrit karna uh, can be understood that way as the ears of the heart, the heart ears, uh, I meant specifically. Mm, this is the the ears of hearing spiritual sound. So we can say that when there's uh, devotional spiritual sound, the ears of the heart open up to, to hear that. Um, so that could be one way of understanding. But it raises, of course, question, how does one uh, go from the material hearing to the spiritual hearing. And the, the short answer, aside from the whole process of sadhana bhakti, the short answer is hearing, hearing from devotees. And that's, I think, uh, the core point in that verse of Kapiladev, Sat, satam prasangan mamabhirya samvido. Mm having prasanga. Sangha means association. Prasanga means uh, something like intense association <laughs> uh, or thorough, solid, complete, something like that. Yeah.
Is that okay? Thank you, Maras. I was wondering more in terms of like, um, like um, when you listen to different devotees, um, because I've been experiencing some doubt uh, in some bhakti, and um, I've been um, to share very frankly that. Um, yeah, just have some doubt with um, hearings from different devotees and different, um, yeah, about different topics in um, ISKCON and Krishna consciousness. And so um, do you have any advice? How do, how can we discriminate or how can we um, hear um, mm. and be okay. able to discriminate and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is the big world, and um, <laughs> yeah. So I started having all these, <laughs> all these different, all these different devotees are telling so many different things, and right. some of it's kind of pretty far out. Like, am I supposed to really believe that? <laughs> and so, yeah. Well, that that uh, points to the, the the earlier question that I asked: Can we trust the vibration of the heart? That sometimes when some certain devotees say certain thing, and you can feel the vibration of the heart sort of stronger than the others, then, then can we actually trust that vibration in the heart? Or maybe uh, it's some sort of like exhausting <laughs> experience or something, you shouldn't really take that into consideration. Um, well, it's, it's, kind of, it's two things. Um, we're, we're not supposed to just throw our discrimination, our intelligence out the window. Um, several times in the Gita, Krishna speaks of buddhi, yoga, and buddhi, usually translated as intelligence, can also uh, just mean reason or discrimination. Um, sometimes Prabhupada says buddhi yoga is bhakti yoga. But in any case, uh, we use our intelligence. And... Um, we also are enjoined to be submissive, to surrender, to accept, and so on. So there's a kind of, seems like a paradox there. But I always find helpful um, Narutam Das Thakur's little formula in one of his songs, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya, Hridoye or chitete koriya aikya satatam bhajibo bhashibo prema maje. He kind of prays, may the words of the sadhus, uh, the shastra, and the guru become an, what he calls an aikya. The word aikya is from the word eka, and Eka means one, not two, not three, but one. Aikya. Uh, so Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya, the, the words Vakya or the statements. Hridoye Korya Aikya, having become, um, having made an Aikya a singularity, a, a, a single clear sense uh, of my, I would say, uh, uh, I would say integrated, 
may all this become integrated for me to be um, to to have my own integrity. So integrated, and in, we you know this word integrity. Uh, we all need to uh, to develop and preserve and live by our own integrity. Uh, and so there's a there's a on, on an important level there is our individuality. We have our individual relation with Krishna, which is not quite the same as anyone else's relation relationship. And so certain things that uh, we hear may resonate with us and certain things may not resonate with us. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and we can just sort of note, uh, oh, that doesn't really resonate with me. Okay, maybe someday it will from a different, maybe I'll get a, a different uh, perspective, a different light on what this person said. But for now, let me just appreciate that uh, this person, this devotee is speaking from his or her heart, hopefully. <laughs> uh, and, and you can sort of leave it at that. Oh, this person, this devotee has a strong conviction in this regard. Um, I'm not so convinced, but okay, that's, anyway, it's interesting. Here is someone with a strong conviction. Um, that's, that's wonderful. So Narutam says, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakhridaye Korya Aikya or Chitete Korya Aikya Satatam Bashivo Premamaje. In this way, then I will always be floating within Prema, within the, the sea of Prema, something like that. In other words, that becomes a kind of uh, way of checking. Prabhupada says, uh, Krishna consciousness is scientific. What does that mean? Well, um, there's a test. You know, If I hear something and it's giving me uh, some light in the direction of Krishna prema, uh, then, then that's good. Uh, it's good medicine for me. Is that okay? Yeah, thank you so much, Maharaj. Thank you. Okay, Hare Krishna. I see uh, Madhu Pragna uh, in the form of the cows. I don't know if the cows are listening to all of this or not, but mm, they they do. Seem, they're listening. Huh? <laughs> they're an integral part, and usually the name of the of the particular a video that you see is the cow right in front. They they always change. Every day there is a different cow that gets first row. Okay, so so the cow that we're seeing is Madhu Pragna. I believe so, yes. I, oh, I haven't okay. been here long enough to identify all of them. Right. All 80, 80 cows, but yes. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> Very nice. Well, I guess uh, it's a bit late to start on that subject, isn't it? Yes. So uh, how about a, a rain check? A rain check. This is... Uh, okay. you, have to, you have to really trust somebody to accept a rain check. <laughs> so uh, would you come back and talk about cows and... Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Now I'm going to ask an embarrassing question. How far did you get in my book yourself? Not very far. Okay, so, so uh, can we make that your homework until the next time, and then you'll have better, you can uh, kind of interview me? Sure, I will, well, we can do that. We can. Or did my book end up at, in the bottom of your storage uh, um, trailer? Oh, don't worry. It's not far enough. If even if it is there, no, I'll 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 get back to it, and uh, okay. we can we can talk about it. What you can also do um, for others, in case someone might be interested, is send them the link to download my book. As you know, it's open access. Why don't you type it on the chat so everybody can head, get it right away? Okay, I'll get it. In a minute, um, it's here. Chat. So please, devotees, take a look at the chat right now when, uh, when you see the link appear and copy it because eventually the, uh, the session, the Zoom session will expire and you won't have access anymore. So just go to the chat and copy and paste and put it somewhere else. And uh, don't be confused by the name of the author of the book. That's my civil name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you're pretty civil as a devotee too. I, I try to be. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anybody else uh, has a burning question, or a burning question, or a uh, or a uh, raining question? Yes, any type of question it, or comment, you you may. It stopped. It, it stopped raining here in oh, nice. Oxford. So, <laughs> well, there are more cows showing up, and Raja Damananda Das is. Oh, is Raja Damananda showing? He. That's because uh, he is in another Kauloka, uh, which is um, north of here, north northeast near Leicester. Uh, this is, oh, he's giving us a show. Yeah, this is um, the Ahimsa Milk Project of Sitaram. And, uh, you know, they have a thousand people on their waiting list to become members. Uh, in order to get a himsa milk. Wow. Well, here we uh, we hardly get any dairy because all the 
all the milk is snapped away by snatched away by uh, many customers. They, yeah. We even freeze some of the milk and uh, ship it via American mm-hmm. Airlines to California. <laughs> yeah. So we just we just take vegan stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> we do get we do, do get some yogurt and 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 other products. When I was locked down at uh, the the farm devote the iskan farm in northern maharashtra right. at the beginning of the covid pandemic i was locked down for 10 weeks they have about two, 200 cows there um usually around 30 35 cows were giving milk uh, these are gear cows and so i was getting I was getting uh, fresh milk, yogurt, and uh, and buttermilk uh, every day. <laughs> it was quite something. That is a luxury. Yeah. Well, we won't uh, take any more of your time. Uh, it's been enlightening and enlivening to hear you again. And well, it's been my pleasure from the bottom of our hearts, as it is our customary uh, farewell. I'm going to ask the devotees to please turn on their videos and unmute themselves and express their appreciation in person in situ. So thank you in my name and everybody else's name. Please. Thank you, Maharaj. Have a good time. Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Jai, Hare Maharaj. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.